on TV, online, and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. While summer plans are in full swing for many Americans, this past spring brought a major problem for Main Street and Wall Street when three of the largest American banks failed. So is the U.S. banking fallout over or just getting started? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's start. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, and First Republic marks an economic first since the days of the Great Depression of the 1930s. The failures have also led some to wonder if the country is headed for a new widespread banking crisis. Recently, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell told reporters that he's keeping an eye on the economic situation as it pertains to the banking system. Here's Warren Buffett. Banker told me one time, he says, I don't know why we keep looking for new ways to lose money when the old ones are working so well. And and, uh, uh, they made the same mistake, some banks in this period, by by, they haven't made as many mistakes. They they expect to make some mistakes in making loans, but they haven't. And particularly if you're getting into credit card loans, I mean, that's just part of the game. But they haven't made it the same sort of mistakes that they made back in 2008 or 9. But they have uh, mismatched assets and liabilities, and bankers have been tempted to do that forever and, and every now and then. And then it bites them in a big way. For more, let's bring in Ryan Stuman, the CEO and founder of Apex. Thank you so much for joining us. So what's the latest on the U.S. banking fallout? Well, you know, you the obviously there's there's been the, the past three banks that you're talking about. I believe that we're seeing a restructuring of power in the banking system. You know, here in America, we've always been about having a central bank and the government right now is talking about a, a unified digital currency and everything else. What I see is a test run on these three, they're large banks, but they're smaller banks compared to Wells Fargo, Chase or Bank of America, I see that they're running a stress test on these rather large but yet smaller banks uh, to ultimately roll them up into the larger banks to where they can roll out the digital currency. Because if you could imagine that, and again, this is just opinion and theory, but if you could imagine that uh, if 80% of America, 90% of America only banked with one of three banks, those were the choices that you could go to. And then the Fed comes out and says, now we're going to this digital currency and all of your money is in one of those three banks. It's pretty easy to get the other 10% uh, on board when you handle it that way. That's just my opinion of where everything's going right now in America. And the reason why those banks failed in spring and we continue to see rates raising and everything else, because all that puts pressure on banks, causing them to have to be rolled up to the bigger ones. And how do you think that's going to affect everyday Americans? Well, we're already seeing, I was just sitting with my team today and talking about the difference in the cost of living today uh, from a banking standpoint. So we were looking at homes in Plano, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. And in 2018, one of the particular homes we were looking at sold for $330,000. And right now it's under contract for $899,000. So if you think the person that's buying that house that is paying double for what it was just five years ago, 
the person that's buying that house is not only paying double what it was just five years ago, when they're borrowing money from the bank, they're paying double and almost triple what the interest rate was five years ago too. So it's pretty safe to say uh, these banking restrictions and, and strictening of their guidelines and everything else, plus the raising of the interest rates is affecting people, especially that are, that are buying homes in a major way because it costs you like, three to five times as much to own a home as it did just five years ago. Mm, definitely, things are changing. Now, how do you think the sector has adapted in the aftermath, in the aftermath of the pandemic? Well, as far as the banking sector, I mean, you always got to have a place to put your money. So I don't know that they really suffered uh, anything through the pandemic. I mean, there's been people that were fearful. And I think we've seen one of two thought processes here in America. Thought process number one is I've got to get my money out of the big bank and go to the little banks, right? That where I can know somebody and, and, you know, I can touch and feel my money and I've got a local relationship. And a lot of people, when they start talking about digital currency and controlling our money, a lot of people get away from the big banks. But then you've got the other side that thinks, oh man, I'm, I'm scared of banks like uh, Silicon Valley or, or these banks that have collapsed. I'm scared of that happening. So I've got to go to one of these big banks. So you've really got a torn America between those two choices. You know, hey, do I stick with the smaller community credit union type of place that I can trust people? Or do I, you know, fold and go up here and make sure that I'm with the big guys? Because one thing we know for sure here in America, they've proven it, the government's done this time and time again, is if a bank collapses or if a stock company collapses or a hedge fund, that's something that's secured by FDIC and it's backed by the government, the SEC, stuff like that. We've seen them bail the people that were the users out a lot, right? The people that were depositors that might have lost money at SVB. We've seen the government, uh, Biden himself said that he would go back and make sure that everybody's money was taken care of and that they were covered and everything else. So we've seen the, the U.S. government at least intervene to do that much to take care of people. Now, you recently have been affected by this personally. Can you talk a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. So I've been a customer or had been a customer with Bank of America, the largest bank here in the country. Uh, I've been with them since 2005. I've never had a late fee. I've never had an insufficient funds fee. I have perfect credit. I have millions of dollars in the bank account. I ran uh, five businesses through their bank accounts and in their company. So I had five different bank accounts, plus an auto loan and a credit card. Out of nowhere, randomly, Bank of America sends me a stack of letters in the mail, and I never get letters. I'm on like, you know, the electronic uh, email stuff with them, but I get a stack of letters. I open up the letters, and it's them canceling every single one of my accounts. No reason. Uh, no, nothing was wrong, nothing negative, no explanation. They just said, hey, you've got 30 days to evacuate all of these accounts, and we're closing. You're going to have to refinance your auto. We're shutting down your credit card. And again, I did nothing wrong. I, I, I have no idea where it came from. And matter of fact, two weeks ago, one of my clients that's down in Houston, Texas, called me and said Chase Bank did the same thing to him. Uh, he's been with Chase Bank for 13 years. He does about $30 million a year in business, and they gave him 30 days to vacate too. No warning. Uh, when this happened to me, I have a friend who has almost a billion dollars in line of credits with his business with Bank of America. So he deals with the higher ups. And I asked him to reach out. And he was pretty upset at the whole situation, too, because if they could do it to me, they could do it to him. Right. And he mm -hmm. reached out. And, and again, nobody at Bank of America could explain to him or me or give us a reason. They're just like, hey, take your money. The craziest part is at at the two week mark. So they gave me 30 days halfway through those 30 days. They locked me out of every account and told me they'd mail me a check. 
So if I didn't have another account in another bank and stuff like that, if I was the average American and I lost this, I wouldn't have been able to make payroll. I may not have been able to pay my mortgage until it was two weeks late. I might have missed a car payment. I can only imagine what the average person would go through if that was to happen to them. Now, I'm sure you reached out to Bank of America. What did they say to you? What was their reasoning behind this? They said that that all they could see in the system was that uh, my accounts were being closed, that there was, I, I knew people there obviously had millions of dollars. So I had, uh, connections there and bankers that I work with and none of them, uh, could give me a reason. If there was a reason, they surely wouldn't say what it was, you know, and you start to think when something like this happens, you're like, did I say something on social media? You know, did that one time in fifth grade, that thing come back to hunt me? You start thinking of everything that you've ever done wrong. But again, uh, we don't have an answer for it. And they didn't want to give us one. And I guess because I, I have my lawyer look into it as well. But since they're, a, you know, um, they're publicly traded, but they're a private enterprise here in America, they have the right to refuse business to anyone. And and did you attempt to reopen an account with, you know, just 30 seconds left? What has the ending been to that story? Uh, luckily, I was introduced to a local banker here. So I'm one of the people that went from the big bank to the smaller bank. So I actually went to a local bank here in uh, Texas called Business First Bank and started doing business with them. And it's actually been a lot better because I have uh, contacts. The guy that is my contact's been there for 10 years. So, you know, one of the problems with the big banks is people float around. So you don't really get a, mm. a relationship a lot of times. So they helped me execute that pretty quick, but it was a pretty scary time. Yes. Ryan Steumann, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your story. More ticker news right after this. 